Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone. I hope this finds you doing well. In this episode, we're going to be talking about planning. When the boxer Mike Tyson was being interviewed years ago about an upcoming fight, his opponent had been making statements to the press press, about how he was going to knock out Tyson in the fifth round. When the reporter asked Tyson what he thought of his opponent's plan, Tyson famously said, Everyone has got a plan until they get punched in the face. It's a good metaphor for what life can often do to our plans. It is certainly what the pandemic has done to the world's plans in 2020. It has punched all of us in the face. In light of what Tyson is really saying to us, the first mistake many people make about planning is that a goal is not a plan. I'm going to knock him out in round five is a goal. It is not a plan. It is an idea, a desire, a dream, an ambition. It is all of these things but not a plan. It is an idea that needs a plan. I'm going to knock him out in round five is an idea that needs a plan. So to begin with, this opponent first needs a plan for the boxing match from round one to round four. But more importantly, he needs a plan if his idea fails to materialize and the fight goes beyond round five if he does not knock him out. What is this fighter's plan to go from round 5 to round 12? Because once your idea has gone, because you got hit in the face in round 1, and you're on the floor and not Tyson, what is your plan? If your plan was to get to round 5 and not get hit in the face, you did not have a plan, you had an idea, and probably a fantasy. I think there is a huge misunderstanding, maybe many people have about planning. I think many people think a goal is a plan. I wrote about this in my Mission Hacks free download as well. The first thing to die in combat is your plan. The U.S. Marines and the Navy SEALs also say that no plan survives first contact in combat. It is similar to what Tyson is saying. After the first punch to the face, the first contact in a military context means you have to rethink everything. It's great to have a plan, but it usually does not survive what happens to it after first contact. So we must never mistake a goal for a plan. Many people had goals for 2020. Dreams, desires, callings, all of these aspirations before the pandemic. Then we all got punched in the face. What we all need to understand is that we did not have a plan in the first place. They they were simply goals, dreams, desires, and so on. If it was a plan, then it would have had a plan to get hit in the face incorporated into it to some degree. I, I know probably no one saw the size of the pandemic punch coming our way, but great planning anticipates being punched in the face, perhaps multiple times from multiple things. 
So if the punch completely knocked us out and we could not recover, it probably means we had more of a goal, a dream, a a desire, a passion, rather than a plan. I know all of these things feel like a plan, especially when there is an energy behind it. I know the goal can be felt so strongly, we can get so passionate and have such a deep conviction about it, but it is still not a plan. Tyson's boxing opponent could have been giving interviews for months leading up to the fight, telling them repeatedly about his plan to knock out Tyson in round five uh, until he gets punched in the face in round one. Do not mistake enthusiasm, excitement, passion, conviction, desire for a plan. It is not a plan. Do not even mistake clarity about the vision or goal for a plan. It is not a plan. Passion and desire are good things. I believe in them. But in my opinion, passion and desire just produce produce a willingness to persist in the face of resistance. They are good for this. But passion and desire do not teach you the skills and the tools on how to create success. When it comes to dreams and goals, far too much emphasis is placed on visualizing Oz rather than on designing and constructing the yellow brick road. I want to help you come out of an idea that you may have ha- that you had that keeps calling a plan using the term plan, is is it really just a goal instead? And should you stop saying that it is a plan when actually it is a goal? If I could get you to change your language and reframe what you want for your future or what you want to do and reframe it as a goal, that's great. But what you now need is a plan. The goal is fine, but you need a plan. And if you do not have a plan, your goal is likely not going to happen. And if we do not plan and then the goal, the dream does not happen, we can tend to start using flaky language about why it did not happen. This didn't come through for me or those people would not support me or was not the right time or rather than us being honest that it did not happen because we failed to see that particular event coming at us or we did not plan for this or we did not budget properly or we did not whatever. We usually do not do that. Even during the post-mortem of the failed event, the thinking can be unrealistic as it can occur in a heightened state of emotion and fervor and still is not looking at the situation clearly enough to realize it was simply a goal without an effective plan. When visionaries and dreamers, and I consider myself one of those, and maybe some of you guys are too or work with people like that, When they sometimes teach progress on growth, there is a tendency to dwell far too much on inspiration, excitement, and passion, and minor on wisdom and common sense. From the Bible story of Joseph, there have been many messages preached about Joseph the dreamer. I do not think I have heard many messages about Joseph the planner. If you remember the story of Joseph, there is held up as a great example of dreaming yourself into dominion. He did not do that. What got Joseph into second command in Egypt was not that he was just able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. Joseph also provided a 14-year economic plan for the country. 
in front of all of Pharaoh's great and powerful members in the room, in front of Pharaoh's great military leaders, Joseph, newly arrived from jail, mind you, not only was brilliant with his spiritual insight gifting that he had, but he was also a genius because he said, I have got an idea. In the seven years of plenty, we should store up and stockpile the grain, our crops providing more than enough for us. So when the next seven years of famine come, we can feed our own people and we will go into the export business globally because we will have more grain than anybody because we had the sense to plan ahead. So when Pharaoh heard Joseph go beyond interpreting his dreams and proceed to explain the planning part, Pharaoh said, he's my guy. Because it was the combination of having a dream, a goal, and a plan that made Joseph attractive to someone as smart and as accomplished as Pharaoh and the people around him. When a dreamer speaks about Joseph, there can be a tendency to bypass talking about the planning bit because it is simply not on their radar to give that bit of the story the credence it deserves. It was the planning that gave Joseph his prominence and what will give you longevity, dominion, and success. Have a goal. Good. Be clear, be inspired, be enthusiastic about it. But by itself, it is not enough. You need to have a plan. A goal is not a plan. We are all going to get punched in the face. And if we did not plan to get punched in the face, the event will keep us down longer than we should because we never saw it coming. And we can be reeling from disappointment, injury, and pain, and discouragement, and blaming, and regret, and anger. Because we got punched. Let me take this a step further still. A plan is fantastic, but the real superpower you can wield is the action of planning. Having a plan sets you apart. Practicing planning is where the real gold is. As an Air Force pilot, when I was flying with my crew on various missions around the world, we always had a plan. A flight plan, an overall mission plan, cargo and passenger plans, but what we actively did as a crew was called mission planning. Every day on a mission, we executed mission planning, even though we had a plan. All these static plans were used in the intentional actions of the mission planning. Our aircrew bags would begin to fill up with all the outdated mission plans along the way because of the dynamic, dynamic nature of the trip. I often told my wife before I left on a mission when I planned to return home. It was a common practice we all perform, but the key word here is planned. I planned to come home on date X. We did not, as an air crew, make the statement to our loved ones that we will be home on this date because the plan was only valid if there were no changes, and there were often many, many changes. Many times we departed in the morning from a location with a planned destination only to be diverted or rerouted sometimes to an entirely different country. The key to making the mission a success was through planning. It is the key practice of planning that breathes life into the plan. Plans can and do change. But when the equation is supported by the solid denominator of planning, then you are able to adjust Move, stop, go, change direction, pivot, because you are catalyzing your inner strength of planning. A goal is good, 
but it can be ephemeral, a wisp, a vapor on its own. A plan is solid, but can quickly become obsolete in a dynamic environment. Bring to bear your talent of planning, and it does not matter what changes come your way. You are equipped to adapt and overcome them. Have you seen goals masquerading as plans? Have you seen this happen among colleagues at work? Has the company spoken of a great plan, but as you think about it, perhaps it really was just a goal? Are there people you know, good people, who truly desire a certain event to occur, but when submitted to the litmus test of planning, that the event is better categorized as a goal? If you can say yes to any of these categories, are there actions you may be able to transform these goals, to grow them, to incubate them into the desired reality of a plan? And further still, could the framework of planning be used to support these newborn plans to help nurture them to reality? We are all going to get punched in the face in some way. So have a plan that allows for that, and then have a contingency. Because that is what great planning is. I hope this has been of help to you providing clarity on this topic. And as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again. Thank you.